Jason Wall's political editor's with us now. Hi, Jason. Afternoon, Heather. Whew, Winston was on fire, eh? Yeah, he was. I mean, we knew that when he was in the hot seat today, it was going to be somewhat of a spectacle. Um, he was acting prime minister today because um, Christopher Luxon is overseas in Australia for his uh, daughter's um, graduation. So bigger, all eyes were on Winston. And I was playing a little bit of Winston bingo up in the press gallery. So the first thing I had on my um, bingo card was attacking his political rivals with insults. Have a listen. But of course, when new information or evidence emerges, we acknowledge that and don't just carry on like a bigoted lefty shill. <laughs> Referencing himself in the third person? Because at the time that Winston Peters said that, he was having a regard to an immigration policy which he had persuaded the then government to adapt. Playing the ball, not the man. They'd have paid more attention to the economy rather than their woke idiotic left with the ideals, the workers of this country would have done far better. (laughs) More attacks on his political rivals? No, no, no. On the Marae, Megan, you keep quiet. You do. Well, he knows that. He keeps quiet too. You don't shout out like some bunch of clowns at university. And that member has asked the question he deserves an answer and I'll give it to him. So it was was vintage Winston all afternoon and anybody could have seen it coming and it was hard not to laugh. You can imagine the smile on his face when he was saying this in the house and he was really back in his element in question time today. But my favourite moment was when um, Grant Robertson attempted to trip him up by asking this question. Can he tell the house what the minimum wage is today? So there was a palpable silence in the house as we all watched Winston who clearly had no idea and after a few seconds he stood up and said the following 233 2270 am i right yeah no i didn't ask him no i was telling him so that that was between um um, Winston and then um, leader of the house um, Chris Bishop and then Nicola Willis as well so essentially he had no idea so he got up and they were kind of whispering the answer to him and he had to stand up and do all that but you know we didn't get a lot of new information today we got a lot of the opposition using um, phrases and words that Winston had used in the past to come back and haunt him and he really didn't have any sort of good response to that other than what we've just heard just now how did Jerry Brownlee handle it as the new speaker well, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a curly one um, at one point because Rawiti Waititi stood up and asked his question to Winston Peters in Treo Māori, and not at all surprising he does this all the time. But Winston Peters initially refused to answer. So this, um, as expected, caught the irk of more than a few members in the House who took turns standing up to ad- object. Amid the debate, Jerry Brownlee made this point. Uh, well, the. Uh the question doesn't need to be answered if the minister doesn't, or prime minister in this case, doesn't feel like he wants to answer it. So, so this created quite a lot of, uh, more angst in the house because, quite rightly, so ministers can choose not to answer a question if it's in Tereo. And the problem here is that all members in the house have access to translation devices. They just pick them up and put them to their ear, and they get the translation of what's been um, happening. And this has been the practice for decades now. So I think Winston just chose not to do this. So Jerry gave Rawidi the opportunity to ask his question again. So all of the eyes of the gallery were once again on. Winston, would he refuse to, to listen to the translator again and then thus not answer the question? Luckily, he had an ace up his sleeve, and that was Shane Jones sitting right next to him translating the whole thing. So he found a bit of a loophole there. Uh, did you think it was interesting that Chris Hipkins did not back those protesters at Tapapa? 
I thought his comments were probably the most salient out of anybody that's commented on this so far. He said it's important that we preserve our history warts and all. So if you've got issues with the way that um, the English translation was with the treaty, that is New Zealand's history. There is no going about that. That is exactly what happened. Rightly or wrongly, that is part of New Zealand's history. So to try and erase that, what um, Chris Hipkins was saying was essentially you'd be erasing history. And the number one thing we know about history is that our job is to learn from it. So you can't just pretend it didn't happen because that negates the whole premise. And I think it was quite sal- a salient point of him that he made this morning. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much, Jason. Appreciate it. Jason Walls, political editor. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.